Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So we have the leader of the official opposition, Pierre Polyab, joining us. So Mr. Polyab, happy Canada Day. And happy Canada Day to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was just telling our listeners you're a little late, which, which is never good, but uh, I'm glad you're here. What, what are glad your... to be with you. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. I appreciate it. So let me start with your thoughts on Canada. A global news poll by Ipsos shows 21% of Canadians are more proud to be Canadian than they were five years ago. An equal number, 21% are less proud of Canada or to be Canadian. What do you make of that? I think people want to bring home the Canada we know and love. That's the Canada that judges people by their individual character rather than their group identity. It's the Canada that holds and celebrates its proud history and traditions rather than trying to delete its past. It's the Canada that rewards hard work, uh, where we honor those uh, who put in a hard day's work and build the country. It's a country that is grateful to the soldiers who protect the land. That is the country that we grew up proud of. It's the country that everyday Canadians want to bring home. What are your thoughts on the uh, strike of the B.C. ports, which may affect the entire nation, our economy is already hurting. Consumers are hurting. And there are uh, warnings this strike could do major damage to the Canadian economy, even though they're saying they're not going to be uh, affecting cruise ships. What do you make of this? What would you do about it? Well, first of all, this is more of the strife we've seen after eight years of Trudeau. There's been more labor strife and divisions, including a, a national public service strike, 150,000 people. Biggest strike in Canadian history happened under Trudeau's watch. And now, under his watch, we might face a strike at the port of Vancouver, which would totally disrupt uh, the supply chains that we rely upon to uh, feed our people, to house our people, to uh, run our factories and pave our roads. Uh, All of those things could be imperiled. And that's why I think the federal government should encourage the workers and management to sit down and solve this problem. Frankly, the management over at the port of Vancouver has got up its game. It's now ranked one of the worst ports in the world uh, after eight years of Trudeau. I think it's ranked something like 390 out of 394 in the entire world. Um, And that, of course, hurts our country. We need to get our workers back into their jobs. We need to streamline uh, the bureaucracy to speed up movement at our ports. That's how we bring home more powerful paychecks. Would you in, get involved directly if you were prime minister, if it's 309th in the world, the management at the Vancouver port, would you get directly involved in this? I'd try to leave it to the free market to negotiate, let the workers and the management negotiate it. That's, the, that's my preference in all these cases. I mean, we, you, you never want to rule out anything in the event that there is uh, an absolute emergency or meltdown. But my goal would be to just encourage both parties to get back to the table resolve their differences with powerful paychecks for the workers and more efficiency and, frankly, some finally some competence by the management. Uh, and that, that's, how, that's how we get a win-win for the country, for the workers, and for everyone. Mr. Polyev, let me ask you about the clean fuel regulation change today. Now, you just spent time in Atlantic Canada. The premiers are not happy at all with the CFR. 
I just played it for our listeners before you came on with us, but let me play you a few seconds of my conversation with the parliamentary budget officer, Yves Giroux, three weeks ago about this. Let's start with the, um, the clean fuel regulation Mr. Uh, Trudeau's government is bringing forward. Have you said that it's broadly regressive, quote, end quote, and its price increase for gasoline and diesel will, by the time it's fully implemented in 2030, be more hurtful to lower income households in Canada? Yes, because that's the definition of regressive. It means that it has a proportionally bigger impact on lower-income households, and that's exactly what the clean fuel regulations will do. You can hear that. I'm sorry. That's a uh, that's hard. That's, I, I I can respond though. Uh, uh, I, Mr. Green, I know what the parliamentary budget officer has said about this so-called regulation. He's basically said it will regulate dollars out of the pockets of Canadians and into the coffers of Justin Trudeau. It's like a second carbon tax. You call it a regulation, but it's going to increase the price of gas when it's fully implemented over the next several years by about 18 cents a liter. But then the HST applies on it, which makes it over 20 cents a liter. And by the way, that's on top of the first carbon tax, which is 40, which will be 41 cents a liter. So over the next five and a half years or so, Trudeau wants to gradually raise the gas price 61 cents a liter. Uh, We already took a big hit this year. And uh, every day it gets more expensive in Canada because when Trudeau's tax on the gas and the heat that you use is also a tax on the farmers who make the food and the truckers who ship the food, which taxes all who buy the food. Enough. I will axe the tax to bring home lower prices for food, gas, and groceries. So that's the clean fuel regulation. And then there's the carbon tax. And I believe in Nova Scotia today, the price of gasoline at the pumps jumped 14 cents. It, well, it might have been more than that. They were originally estimating it was going to go up 18 cents. I'm not sure what happened at the, with the market rate interacting with the overall tax, but the uh, Atlantic provinces had delayed implementation of the first stages of these taxes, and so they're getting the big hit today and on the 7th of July. Um, and uh, But the bottom line is from coast to coast to coast to coast, Justin Trudeau is hiking your, da- your, your gas price, not by accident, by intention. That is his policy. He believes you need to pay more for gas, heat, and groceries. That's what his carbon tax does. It's going to mean seniors will have to choose between eating and heating. Some will lose their, their homes because they can't afford their utility bills. Uh, many were going to have to resort to food banks because the price of food will be so massive. Only Pierre Polyev will axe the tax to bring home lower prices. You know, I, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but in 2021 at the Glasgow Climate Summit, Mr. Trudeau said words to the effect that Canadians may have to be uh, limited on the amount of driving we do each year, which didn't get a lot of uh, reporting, but but it should have. Yes, that's right. He, he does want to raise the price of gas and heat. And what that's going to do is drive more production out of this country. Uh, if you if you um, raise the price of energy on Canadian companies and farmers, then we can't compete with global prices, and we then have to drive our production to foreign jurisdictions that are ironically more polluting and, and import from them. I'd rather bring home the production to our clean economy in order to uh, deliver powerful paychecks at lower prices. Okay. 
Mr. Pauly, if economic projections are a moving target, but economic data released yesterday, as some economists saying the Bank of Canada should pause interest rate hikes, others saying it's too soon for such a move. We have the oil, the gas, and the mining sector being strong. On the negative side, manufacturing declined. We experienced the public sector strike, but housing is rebounding. What are your thoughts on a possible recession and whether or not the Bank of Canada should continue with interest rate hikes? Look, it, this is the terrible trouble Trudeau has caused by spending money we don't have. He is printing cash, which always causes inflation. Core inflation is still well over 5%. Month-over-month inflation, CPI, is well over 4%. This is more than double the target. And the Bank of Canada has to push back against Trudeau's inflationary policies. In fact, it was a liberal who best described it, John Manley, uh, former liberal finance minister and deputy prime minister. He said Trudeau's inflationary deficits are pressing the foot on the inflationary gas pedal, while the Bank of Canada has to press its foot on the brake And you know what happens when you do that? Long and hard enough, you blow the engine out. And that could be where our economy is headed. If Trudeau doesn't get his spending under control to balance the budget, bring down inflation and interest rates. Okay, I have one more question for you. Mr. Trudeau wants you and Mr. Singh to work with him on the issue of a public inquiry and selecting someone to lead such an inquiry into foreign interference. Do you think he's trying to get out of it? Yes, because we have been working with him. I have a list of names ready. As soon as he confirms that he wants a public inquiry, I will give him my suggested names. They are totally nonpartisan, no track record with the Conservative Party, who are respected former judges and intelligence officials that have served both blue and red governments. Uh, We're happy to suggest a mandate. We're ready to go. I'm happy to work with the Prime Minister and anyone else to get this public inquiry to end Beijing's interference in our democracy. Good to talk to you on Canada Day, Mr. Paulier. Thank you. Thank you very much, my friend, and I hope you have a great celebration with your family. Happy Canada Day. Let's bring it home. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 